Hello. It's Nia and Trent from the Trident Networks Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested best pasta shape bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may, may the, the thing with, with the, the most votes win. Pod High. Welcome to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. It's finally time for Black Panther, a global phenomenon and my personal favorite MCU movie. I am joined by not one, not two, but three comedians today. The women of BAPS, Jillian Ebanks, Adrian Brandyberg, and Adrian Brown. We discuss Black Panther, a film about, honestly, about what the world could be if white people would just mind our own fucking business. <laughs> And also if a superpowered space rock crashed into a country filled with the hottest, coolest people I've ever seen. Without further ado, here we go. Um, let's talk about uh, Black Panther. So first I want to go, I'm going to start with you, Jillian. Outside of this movie, are you an MCU fan? There's no wrong answers, by the way. Are you an MCU fan? Have you seen any other movies or... Have you only seen this one? Because I made you. I am an MCU fan. Okay. I've seen them all. Okay. But it should be noted that I watched them all in anticipation for Black Panther. I was not an MCU fan, but when Black Panther was coming out, I made a decision to watch them all so I knew what was (laughs) happening and they got me. Yeah. Yeah. Once you start, it's hard because it's such an investment. You can't break from it. It feels like, I don't know. So I've seen everything TV shows, movies. YouTube's. Yeah, right. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. <laughs> AB, how about you? Um, I'm an MCU fan. I have seen everything. Okay, I've good. seen TV shows as well. What I am not, I'm not enough of a comic book paperback fan to where I can watch the movie and know who that is. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Or like when you watch your, your Easter eggs and things like that, where oh, I know exactly what that is. I'm not that. But I am an MCU fan. I've watched all the movies multiple times. Um, there are only a few that I will not watch again, but that's not on me. That's on them. They should have made a better movie. Yeah, exactly right. Also, I will say one thing I noticed as rewatching these for this podcast, Marvel has a real problem with not giving the name of the person who's in the movie. Like in other movies, in this movie, they do a great job of it because I was like, I know every single one of these characters' names. Uh, but in other movies, like Ant-Man or something, they don't even tell you who you're looking at. So when you're describing mm-hmm. it, you turn into like, like my parents were like, okay, the one who goes invisible then hijacked <laughs> the trip. And it's, it, I was really surprised. So I was like, oh, I know everybody's name in this because like the director actually made sure we knew them. How about you, Adrian? Are you an MCU fan? I don't know what MCU means. So that means uh, I am not a fan. So I, I'm assuming that it's, Mar- I've been trying to figure out what the fuck, it's Marvel Center Universe, Marvel's Cyber. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. Sorry. It's Marvel Cinematic. You know? oh, oh, okay. I was close. Listen. I yeah, was close. you know. Okay, but listen. See, I, I am I am that person that's like, I like to watch the trailer and I'll be like, am I interested? Mm, I don't think so. Like, I've seen the Iron Man one, two. I've seen 
Infinity Wars. But Love how I, you call it the Iron Man. Like that shit. Oh, okay. That's what we do. You about to put a name to me? I I've never seen Ant Man. I've never seen Green Hornet. Is that the same thing? I don't. No, know. No, no, I mean, no. Honestly, but you're not you're not wrong though. Usually there is a a, a few bug superheroes. We got Spider Man. Yes. We have yes. Ant Man. We have the Wasp. Yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. seen the first Spider Man. Well, the first new edition of Spider Man. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. about to watch it uh, <laughs> again. Um, but yeah, I I'm a I'm a person that if I like the people, the actors that's in it. And I look at the trailer, trailer, and I'm interested. I'll watch it, but other yeah, than that, I'm not gonna watch it. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Uh, did now has anybody not seen Black Panther before? I asked you to watch it for this episode. So we've all seen this before. Yeah, uh, quite a few times. Quite yeah, a few, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think we all saw it in theaters, right? Like I know. Yeah. Jillian, Jillian, me dressed up. So we were at work. I think that's all I remember. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> me and AB saw it. Me and AB mm-hmm. did dress up, and we saw it together oh yeah who who did you dress and up adrian, as, or did you just dress adrian up brandenburg was invited but declined i want to be <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, we, I, yeah <laughs> that's exactly what it was i was like i'm not sure guys i'm not sure I'm yeah. not sure yet. We we dressed up as our own characters. Like I had the I had an African skirt on, but then my oh, top okay. was like was like a black uh tank top and a black beret for like the Black Panther party. <laughs> I was doing a lot. It was Black History yeah. Month. We were doing a lot. We were, <laughs> in hindsight, it was a lot. <laughs> I don't I wouldn't ever I wouldn't do I it again. We was at work and like I was working like in all this African garb and like we all just walking around the office. Yeah, like, I was like, like I was, you, excuse me. Hey John. Hey. Yeah, there was like five of us. Like yeah. yes. Meanwhile, when you say dress up, I'm thinking you're wearing a Black Panther helmet at work. So let's get right into the plot because I love this movie, um, which is sometimes rare when we do this because we're normally like shit talking the movie. I'm going to be reading through the plot once again. Feel free to interrupt with anything that's interesting, funny, whatever. You will not hurt my feelings if you interrupt. Also, um, I should mention that I am reading this off Wikipedia, so if anything is wrong and I don't catch it, it's not my fault. Thousands of years ago, five African tribes... Wrong! Tri- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thousands of years ago, five African tribes wore over a meteorite containing the metal vibranium. One warrior ingests a heart-shaped herb affected by the metal and gains superhuman abilities, becoming the first Black Panther. He unites all but the Jabari tribe to form the nation of Wakanda. Over centuries, the Wakandans use vibranium to develop advanced technology and isolate themselves from the world by posing as a third world country. In 1992... Wakanda King T'Chaka visits his brother Najobi or Najobu, who is. Okay, hold on, I'm sorry. That little yeah. part just got me. Like they didn't pretend to be a third world country. They just hid in plain sight. They you literally know what I mean? hid in plain sight. Yeah, they just hid in plain and sight. And didn't want to tell anybody else. Anybody. None, of, <laughs> none of the neighboring countries, like, hey, my man. No. Get on this. No. <laughs> like, 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 didn't want the whole com- the continent of Africa to hide in place, plain sight. Just them. The rest of the world like made that assumption over oh, this little third world yeah. because you you're not interested because in it wasn't going, going. Yeah. exactly exactly so I think that's a distinction we should talk yeah should and there are so many times in this movie where the rest of the world is so disrespectful right to them that I was like I don't if I were in the same I don't know that I could keep my mouth shut 
Like at the I'll very like, end. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> right, let me stop. Let me stop. Like at the, not to jump too. I mean, I'm jumping to literally the last scene of the movie. Yeah. But we're there at the UN, and that guy's like, "What does a nation of farmers have to offer?" Like, they should have pulled mm-hmm. out that handcuff gun and just blow. I mean, I couldn't. Oh, ugh, no the restraint. You were saying. <laughs> <laughs> you like blew his arm off. You were saying, and we grow it back for you. <laughs> oh, so and then in 1992, at the same time. Excuse me. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. So in 1992, King Tachaka visits his brother, who is working undercover in Oakland, California. Tachaka uses, uh, I'm sorry, Tachaka accuses his brother of assisting black market arms dealer Ulysses Claw with stealing vibranium from Wakanda. Then his partner Zuri, an undercover Wakandan, confirms T'Chaka's suspicion. So I watched this movie with my friend in Seattle. We were at the Seattle like Improv Festival. And we had so much downtime. And we were like, okay, let's make a day of going to see Black Panther. We go, the movie theater is beautiful. It's filled to the brim. And every moment is like you could hear a pin drop. People anticipated this movie so much. The first person to break was when he pulls his lip down and shows that he has the Wakanda tattoo. A woman in the back, unprompted, is just like, you can't trust anybody. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. But that, I always forget about that until I rewatch this movie. I'm like, oh my God, that guy's been there the whole time. But I always think about like, I'm like, he sold he sold the vibranium to the black market and to Claw. I'm like, how old is Claw? Why is Claw still here? <laughs> I, I that was like my first thought. I was like, how is he still here? Like Yeah. What? He was a he was I mean that's I, I know this is a cartoon. He I was, mean, yeah, it's a comic. I will but. say this. Um one of the cool fun facts because I am obsessed with the writer and director of this is that I'm pretty sure that tattoo is something that they created for this movie oh. to kind of like mm-hmm. have, cause I don't think it was a thing, but mm-hmm. also in the comic books, um, Killmonger's origin is, well, obviously Wakanda, but Harlem, Harlem is like the city that they're in in New York, but because Ryan Coogler is from Oakland, he made it Oakland. Well, he's from, he might be from Richmond as well, but because he's from the Bay, um, <clears throat> He made, he made it, it the bed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually is from Oakland. I'm thinking of He is Fruitvale, from Oakland, yeah. Yeah, Fruitvale Station was just in Richmond, which is why I get confused. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that tattoo thing was for the movie, and What's I think it's so fucking cool. It is I think cool. it's so fucking it. cool. Because, like, it hits me in my soul when someone would say, tell them who you are. And I'm like, God damn right. Like, yeah. Yes. Such a cool it thing. It hits me in my soul. I love it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Also, this opening, I loved the opening. I love the, um, like, the opening credits are yeah. beautiful. And yeah. I I immediately, because Sterling K. Brown wasn't really advertised for this movie, but I knew he, he was wasn't. in it. And, was and But I think it's because of his, his character and who his character yeah. was. It had to be a surprise. Yeah. And the movie started, and, you know, this was peak This Is Us. Like, season two, This Is Us. And I looked at, I feel like I looked at maybe Adrian or whoever was ne- next to me. I don't know if it was Brittany or uh, Olivia, but I was like, <laughs> that's Sterling K. Brown! <laughs> like, I was like, yes! I was high from the moment I was like, that's Sterling K. Brown's and voice. Sterling Let's K. go. And Sterling K. will get you, will give you <laughs> an emotional 
acted the fuck out of some had an Oakland and a Wakandan accent. Hello. That, that, that quivering lip was was handling his business, okay? <laughs> that lip, okay? <laughs> he was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so this sets off, first of all, the also the way uh, Ryan Coogler like introduces this origin story. Agreed. A lot of the times in these MCU movies, the origin story is just kind of like choose your own adventure. Like you kind of guess what happened. Yeah, it is so. I remember sitting in the theater being like, "Oh, this is this is gonna be good." Yeah. Sometimes I mean, these are, you're kind of long for the ride. You're trying to like see who's gonna pop in, but the moment <laughs> like all that beautiful artwork. I mean, everything about it. I was like, "Oh, this is different." This, this is, is gonna, visually stunning. This, this is, is a, visually stunning. This is a film. This isn't a movie. This is a film. Ooh, <laughs> like yeah. I feel like smoking out of a long cigarette and like <laughs> you're watching a film today, darling. It was oh. giving cinematography. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so then we cut to present day. Uh, after following T'Chaka's death, his son T'Challa returns to Wakanda to assume the throne. He and Okoye, the leader of the Dora Milaje, uh, extract T'Challa's ex-lover Nakia from an undercover okay can we just talk about how the plot is going to say ex-lover yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so y'all was fucking but y'all not fucking no more but y'all not in a like yeah we y'all in a committed relationship (laughs) y'all was getting it in on the side yeah and they make it obvious immediately the minute she comes out of the back of that truck I was like oh there's history here like (laughs) There Don't were couple- <laughs> yeah, when he's like, Nakia. He's like, I, 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 he froze. He froze. Also, Okoye is my favorite character yes. in the entire MCU. She is the coolest character. She is everything about her I love. And then I also love Nakia. Like, I love when she stops Black Panther and it's like, this is a child you're about to kill. And he's like, oh, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do. Mm. Um, but Okoye is so good. I hope that, like, going forward, she's not treated as just, like, a side character. For... She's getting her own. Um, they're doing a Wakanda TV show. And I think oh, she's going to be one goodness. of the main. On, um, they're doing a Wakanda series, like along with oh, the nice. yeah. along with like Loki and Falcon. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, they're gonna do a Wakanda one. I think they're still in the development stage, but I'm positive she's. It's gonna be centered with her, especially because she's not on Walking Dead or anything anymore. Yeah, she as long is as we got Ruth Carter in there. because yeah. because I want everything in my wardrobe from that movie. <laughs> everything. But... She, I also love her. Like, I I think she is the one of the most interesting. Like internal struggles out of any character in this MCU like I this is the okay usually when it's somebody who is like I have to do this for my country I'm obligated I'm rolling my eyes and I'm like I'm gonna go get snacks but because you want like Wakanda is so cool and she is so cool and she takes no bullshit from anybody I was cry I cry every time she has that scene with Nakia where she's like I have to like I my obligation is to the throne no matter who sits on it I'm like Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she was, first of all, when she was just like, when her boo was like, you will kill me, my love. And he was, she was like, for my country? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there is a deleted scene where uh, Ryan Coogler really hammers home how they are a couple. They are in love. Yeah. 
And after watching it, I now, I mean, ugh, it's just so good. Do you know why that got deleted, by the no. way? They tested it to audiences and audiences that they tested on did not like the scene. And that's why it got deleted. And I'm like, well, who they tested on? Test on me. Come yeah. on. <laughs> What, what about the scene? Like, did they like the relationship being I so- think they just, I don't know how the testing works, yeah. but I guess they ask like, what, what did you think the scene was necessary? Or, you know, do you think this scene is like, you know, would you, could you do without it? And people just what? felt like they couldn't, but I felt like that informed both of their characters' decisions so much more. I yeah. Cause I don't think the but first time I watched it, I realized that they were a thing. I think I realized that they were both like power players in Wakanda where like they were both like hot shit, but I didn't You think... have to like pay attention. It's like when, like, so when she calls them both through the bead and she's like my king, my love. And then like when they're fighting and his rhino, his pet rhino says, I'm not gonna hurt her. I'm gonna lick her on the face cause that's my boo. I'll see her <laughs> yeah. all Yeah, time. you don't realize it though. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that scene was definitely necessary for sure. Cause I wanted to see more of their relationship. I was like, all right, so is it my love? Like, and I'm, you know, I'm with you real quick for the weekend or like, we we here all the time. Like I'll see you when I'm done with my shit. Like what is, I'm gonna say the fact that she said my love in front of the king, they they solidified. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if they can have Lord of the Rings movies that are like, the extended cut that's Three 10 hours, hours long. Yeah. They can add the de- like the deleted scene, at least into the DVD or the Disney Plus version. Yeah. Like, let me watch the mm-hmm. director's cut. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, um, so where were we? Extract to tell his ex-lover Nakia from an undercover assignment so that she can attend to the coronation ceremony with his mother, Ramonda, and younger sister, Shuri. At the ceremony... All, at the ceremony, all the various tribes gather for ritual combat where he drinks this potion that takes away his powers and then asks, like, this wall of Wakanda, <laughs> like, this cliffside of Wakanda is like, anybody dare challenge me? And then. Can I, can I just say please. this really quickly? I saw this movie several times in theaters, but one of the third or fourth attempts I had to watch it, I went down to Navy Pier to see it in IMAX. Ooh. And I went to an early matinee. There was maybe three people in there. Um, I did not have a big, I I like was running late. I was like, I'll just eat breakfast at Navy Pier. But I got there and like nothing was open because it was like 11 o'clock. And so like <laughs> I got like a piece of bread or like a croissant and went in and I took an edible. And I got, the edible I took was like not the best edible. (laughs) And I got so high for that scene that like I, cause it was IMAX, I could see every single person. Oh God. And it tripped me out so bad that I left. I had to leave the movie theater. Cause I was like, look at all these colors. Look at each person. I got so high I had to leave, but it was, I just remember being in that, that IMAX theater is like a huge IMAX theater. It is. I know. And I just remember like, I could see visually, you could see each individual costume and person cheering. And I was like, this is amazing, but also I am tripping. And I went home. But (laughs) like, I also, I also wonder like, how do you get, the seats down at the bottom. Cause I always feel bad b- about the people that are up top. Like, oh my head, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, Do they have to scale that wall? No, <laughs> oh, I like, think they might extra, they, they might have multiple entrances. It. I don't know. Uh, or maybe they green screen it and it's like different levels and then they 
um, seeing like the, the, the green screen, like how when they're shooting and you see the green yeah. screen, yeah, there has to be like different levels they can okay. enter, or like you know, in the back they have these stairs or whatever. I'm the weird person that's like, like, oh, so you 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 bought them cheap sick tickets, okay? <laughs> you up here in the nosebleeds, you can't see T'Challa. I love to imagine that they crane the actors up for that scene, and then like they get to the top, and right when they're ready, when everybody, somebody at the top is like, "I have to pee." <laughs> like, can we pause? I have to go. Does anybody else have to go? Because I have to go. We're gonna have to stop. Oh, oh. what a good scene! And then uh, the Jabari tribe comes in with Mbaku, who yes. I mean, here's the thing. Yes, Marvel's... Mbaku could get it. Yes. Right? What, of yes. all First the men. Let's just say it. Good of Lord Jesus. The... What a all... breakout star. What a breakout what star. What is that? Of all the beautiful men in this film. And that's a, that's a big baby, okay? Ooh. Something about Mbaku, I was like, don't kill him. <laughs> Do you know how warm he probably keeps you at night? Yeah. Oh, and you know oh he's funny. That's, that's the thing. He's hilarious. He's funny. like he would just I I would just love to be his little spoon, you know? Oh like he's so beautiful. Michael B. He's Jordan ridiculous. is gorgeous. I don't watch a lot of celebrity interviews. He could be very, very funny. He is not. He's not. Okay. He is not. <laughs> I didn't think. As someone <laughs> I wanted as to someone, give him the benefit of the doubt. As someone who as someone who was obsessed with him, and you, by the way, I am no longer in his fan club. I've moved on with my life, which also gave me very different lens. <laughs> <laughs> he's not funny. He's just, I, yeah, not he's, everybody but needs to but be. It's not, and it's not his fault. I think that he has amazing other qualities and you don't get to be that good of a dramatic actor being a good comedian, so it's fine. For real. I mean, some people do, but I just don't. I think his gifts are in other parts of his performance and that's okay. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. his gifts are in his body. Anyway, so. <laughs> he feels like he would be, again, great actor, but he just yeah. seemed like he'd be boring to live with. And I, I just off of watching Hot Ones, when I watched his, I told you, just oh, I was like- Oh, Hot Ones with him. Yeah, so he, he did an episode. Oh, now you're, now you're doing a lot. I don't, I, just because he's not like an outwardly comedian does not mean that he'd be boring to live with. I did not come here to defend this man, but I- I, I just, think he's boring to live with. I, just, I think he's I've watched beautiful. Enough, I think yeah. he's I've watched talented. enough interviews and I've watched enough clips to him to know that he's like very silly and goofy and loves to cook and have fun around the house. Like he'd be in there making you French toast and dance and listen to music. So he's fun. He's just not a comedian. Yeah. I've watched so enough film. Cause I'm I used to, to yeah. he used to be, he'd be in the kitchen. <laughs> listen, it, he's a good cook. Okay. You know what, AB? I don't need to convince you. Anyways. You don't have to convince me because me and Mbaku already got a life together. So listen, I don't need kill young, young Winston out here uh, doing- can't believe you have me. I don't, I don't even want to defend this man because I've moved on. But anyways, I don't know. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> Winston, oh. though. I know. He is so cute. I mean, well, first of all, the entire MCU is just beautiful people saving the world. But for some reason, <laughs> Mbaku is... Yes. It, I don't know. He's so yes. good. My favorite thing is... Um, they in the uh during um the infinity war press because you know infinity war came out right afterward yeah, and he was yeah. he was in he, him uh sebastian stan and anthony mackie were in, in press together and they were like reading tweets uh -huh. and there's a clip of him on but on buzzfood reading a tweet about him and mm -hmm. it's like Mbaku couldn't blow my back out and they all <laughs> die laughing including him he's like okay and <laughs> it's truly like truly yeah. like Peak, uh, peak. Like, I heard you, buddy. That's but just okay. a trail of beautiful men. Like I know we're not, 
but all but Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie are gorgeous as well. Like they're gorgeous. Yeah. Well, there are no. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. I, I upset someone. I'm sorry. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie okay. is beautiful. I agree, right. AB. Yeah. I do. Okay. And in I, my I... home, this is a point of contention because when <laughs> we okay when we watched uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I mean. Okay, look, Sebastian Stan is obviously Hello. very attractive. Okay, Sebastian Stan, Grumpy Bucky, hello. Very, very attractive. Grumpy, but but Adrian, specifically Sebastian Stan in Winter Soldier was like, uh, he like, he, he got up. to his Let final form of mind. It was like he was grumpy was and he was troubled. Lives, and he Sebastian was just like, <sighs> Anthony yeah. Mackie corny ass. Uh, but, like but also like, he seems like he'd be a lot to live with. Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian Stan, first of all, he is six feet. Let's uh <laughs> did did okay, I know this is probably not um important, but did one of us just try like to it. log in to Bap's comedy? Because we just that was me. That was Ooh, me. Oh, scared Sorry. me. Okay, we good. We but but yes, I'm sorry. We can we can discuss it later. This is about Black Panther, but Anthony Mackie is beautiful, and I don't need the yeah. stank face, Brandyburg. I don't need the stank face. I mean, how tall is he? Girl, come on, ain't nobody. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie looked like he got a frog in his mouth. Party of two. Party of two. I'm with Jillian on that one. I'm sorry. Uh-uh. It's cool. It's cool. Y'all can just sit in the house and be Jordan being bored to death. I ain't worried about. I want to be clear. I don't think Anthony Mackie is ugly. I don't think he's ugly at all. Well, no, I think yeah. he's. A, I just don't. I think that in the list of MCU finders, he is not anywhere near the top. That's and all I, I'm I want to be clear. Uh, Anthony Mackie is just not for me. <laughs> you know, Adrian. He's five ten. We know. Uh, I was just about to say Anthony Mackie is a smooth five ten. Uh, <laughs> Adrian, I'm, what's your cutoff for height? What's the shortest you'll go? I'm 5'11", and the man that I'm in love with for the past 12 years is 5'9". So Anthony Mackie is right there. I ain't yeah. studying it. I'm, I'm a, right I'm a, there. I'm a six-feeter. Uh, Are you sure, Oh, that that's what we do? <laughs> <laughs> Generally speaking, with six foot in the morning, five I'm eleven a... by the time you get to the evening, you shrug a little bit. Wow, you know. this this one's coming out I my heart. You lie. We're, we're talking about it, we're talking about MCU, and she's like coming at my life right I'm now. Sorry, well, here's I'm the deal. Sorry. No one really feel... knows. If no one sense. knows what I was coming to. You no, 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 no. That's a mystery for the podcast. But we, um, <laughs> if it makes anybody feel any better, I have dated men who are literally five foot three. Oh God! Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. no, we're not doing that. <laughs> oh right, God! So uh, back to Black Panther. <laughs> so I feel so bad for you. Oh my God. Um, we so they had this ritual or this like uh, uh, tribal combat, yes. which is very it's the tradition of it and the way the all these tribes in there i couldn't get over the fashion it is so gorgeous from each tribe has like individual regional fashion that is so like that first tribe where that um uh, that guy had that huge turban on i was like i just want to see a show about them so i can look at their clothes more like it was so cool um having said all that Boy, oh boy, it was hard to watch them fight in that waterfall. Like, it's the yeah, only time in the MCU where you see, like, blood and, like, stabbing and stuff. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. it was hard to watch. Yeah, and it was hard. Like 
And I feel like it's harder on my my rewatch. Um, it's just so interesting because, you know, we see violence, like, you know, we talked about Black Panther comes out and rescues Nakia from this mission and she kills all these people and it it doesn't feel like violence. But once no. it's like that intimate session on the waterfall, the violence just feels yeah. like in your face. I and also damn, he was getting his ass whooped. Yes. <laughs> like Umbaku was. Fighting. But it speaks to how you, how, which is a whole other thing that we don't have to get into, but it speaks to how used to guns we are. That that oh. doesn't feel like violence. And this combat, combat, like spear in your chest, get your ass beat with your bare fist was hard to watch. But people just bullet, 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 bullet. It's something that still is violent, but doesn't affect us. Like, like that affected us, our first watch. Also- And that's a whole other thing I'm, I won't get into, which makes me upset, but that's Oh yeah, I and I completely agree. Cause if you watch, if you've seen Squid Game, when they get shot in Squid Game, you feel it. It was the first time I realized like, oh, or not the first time, but I was like, it was the, I was like, yeah, American media really desensitizes us to gun violence by mm -hmm. never showing the weight of getting shot, like that you slowly die by bleeding out and stuff like that. But because in these Marvel movies, they just shoot whoever they want, and then they they're like, shoot so oh. much. I I feel like, down like Power Rangers. Yeah, like, oh. I feel like when I first saw it, as well as now when I rewatched it, like I try to like just look away when when <laughs> issue when those scenes come about just to try to get away from that regularity of like us always seeing those visuals yeah. you know mm -hmm. what I mean so I mean you think about like the the Captain America movies and all that like there's so Haven't much shooting and obviously <laughs> that's like war but then you get to like Black Panther where there is still some guns when you have like the, yeah, there, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. at the casino and and with claw and all that stuff but then that's still less when you think about like a, a winter soldier or something yeah. and then you fast forward to legend of the ten rings and it's just this gorgeous beautiful action-packed movie with hardly any guns whatsoever yeah. except yeah. for like one flashback you know what i mean God. um it just speaks to you can have these powerful movies without that and you think about how we're reacting to these two fight scenes against mbaku and against killmonger like and how those affected us with no guns involved whatsoever and how beautiful that is i think yeah and i know we said we'll talk about this later but i look at those two fight scenes when i first watched it i was like you can have those two fight scenes and you give me this bullshit fight scene in the you know with killmonger and black panther at the end but i like i said i feel yeah. differently about the fight now we can talk about <laughs> okay, let's get to it. So um, they after so essentially uh, T'Challa wins and he remains Black Panther. Um, then when Claw and his accomplice Eric Stevens steal a Wakandan artifact from a London museum, T'Challa's friend and Okoye's lover urge him to bring Claw back alive. Uh, T'Challa, Okoye, and Nakia travel to Busan, South Korea, where Claw plans to sell the artifact to CIA agent Everett Ross. A firefight erupts, and then this is the casino scene where we have this huge fight in the casino scene. I love this casino scene. I think it is so cool. Once again, and there's one moment, there's two moments in here. This is the real re This is where I fall in love with Okoye. So there's two scenes in here. One where Okoye starts fighting and she immediately whips her wig at that guy. Like, what a great character choice where she couldn't care less about that wig. She literally, like, sees it immediately as a tool for defense. 
and it's funny. It's just funny to watch somebody get hit in the face with a wig. <laughs> then yeah. two, when she jumps off the balcony and she's in that beautiful dress that like flows in the wind, and she it, it's just so cool. Yeah, I love this. There, um, for the nerd in you, Devin, when this is done and over, if you Google Vanity Fair Ryan Coogler, he does a play-by-play breakdown of that scene just for your whole entire spirit. It is amazing. <sighs> it's amazing, and the way they shoot because they—that's such a beautiful scene. Like they shoot yeah. it on this rig, and she jumps down in this dress. And one of the main things he said was that he wanted, like, every time the Dormelage to fight for it to look like dancing, and it truly does. Like, it really does. I feel like the way they dance, you know, I pull like the way they dance with their pole. It's just like so pole dancing and elegant. I love it too. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. And it's Claw is like- just perfect in it. Like his energy is just like, yeah, he should have been older. I never thought about that. I love the Dormelage. They're when they fight, they still feel strong, but they also feel feminine. Like they're not insanely like a lot of times. I feel like in movies when they write female characters that are going to be strong, they make them very masculine. Which in itself, I don't have any issues with. But it was one of the first time I was like, oh my god, she's like in it, kicking ass in a ball, like an evening gown, like with no hair, like all these things that are stereotypically yeah. feminine, long hair and all that. She doesn't have any of that. And I, I think this is. One of the things we haven't talked about, we can talk about it now, is how much women are empowered in this movie. You know, like, this is the Black Panthers, the dude, but his entire army, the greatest army, this greatest warrior are badass women who are stunning, who are stunning to look at, who are just beautiful and strong and powerful and kicking ass. His woman is not even a a Dora Milaje fighter, but she's out there, like, got a a beautiful dress with with the (laughs) mid two side slits already ready to function, like, the most functioning, beautiful fighting dress I've ever seen. I, I, I think that throughout the movie, this just highlights women in such a beautiful, strong, powerful way. And that it was does. a great example scene of that. Oh, gorgeous. Um, also, there's a lot of things in this, in this casino scene where I'm like, Everett Ross is, I, lo- I love that actor. He is so corny when he's trying to like, he is the last person you would ever see in a black arm, like in a black market deal, like trading weapons and stuff. He's sort of like walking up to T'Challa, like, "Hey, hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? Um, I didn't expect <laughs> to see anybody I knew here. Uh, you know, just keep it cool, really quick, while I talk to this guy." And then T'Challa, and they're just like, "Under no circumstances, you're honestly just like a fly. Get away from me." <laughs> it's so funny. Oh. Um, another thing about the scene is then they essentially, after they go through the, the casino scene, after they, uh, break out of there, there's this huge fight scene where we really get to see like Black Panther in action. We get to see this suit that Shuri has made for him and what it can do. Um, we get to see the dorm, we get to see Nakia and Okoye, what they can do. And they're like, so it's so good. It's so cool. It just makes me want to watch it on a loop being like, I wish that were real. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And I, I think Sherry plays a big part in that scene too. Like she's not actually physically there, but she's driving this car that she's built and it has all this functionality and technology involved in it. And she's fighting alongside them in her lab. It's just, honestly, he's being held up by three, not that he can't do it, but he couldn't do it by himself. And like these, again, these three badass women exactly. who are mm-hmm. helping him fight this fight. Like my favorite line in that is like, um, Nakia's like, 
should we wait for him? Or like, <laughs> what about T'Challa? And Okoye's like, he'll catch up. Like, yeah. he's slow. <laughs> it's like, he's slow. He's slowing me down. Like, yeah. I, have, <laughs> I have a fight to do. And he's just back here in his suit. Like, like they don't even, like for her, she's like, he'll catch up. I got this. Like, yeah. oh, I love it. She doesn't need him. Yeah, she has it. And he knows who he's with. He knows what his fighters can do. He knew to catch the hell up. The yeah. scene didn't rely on a man to, to make it uh, an actual scene. Like, yes, it's about Black Panther, but these are badass women that are out here taking control, kissing babies, and fucking shit <laughs> up, okay? So. <laughs> also, this may be the first MCU movie that passes the Bechdel test. Like, these women have full relationships with, like, props to Ryan Coogler, because these women have full relationships with one another. They're highlighted mm -hmm. in a way that no MCU movie really highlights is not a supportive cast movie in mm -hmm. this way. And you know, you know the personal dynamics between each and every one of these characters. It's just so good. Oh, it makes me feel untalented and trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, and then it it culminates in the scene where, rightfully so, T'Challa is like ready to kill this dude, yeah. and mm -hmm. these two ladies come over and like whenever Nakia says the world watches, I, I like I started to cry a little bit. I was like, oh, the world does watch. Like, don't do it right now. Like go somewhere else and do it but like don't I also do it here like he, he could have done it in a car yeah he just didn't yeah, have to do it outside. he could have done it in a car i'm only speaking for 2020 yeah i do not believe in in like keeping assholes alive you know what i mean like if people killed a bunch of people like let's call it a wrap on this guy he has an arm that's a cannon that he stole he also pulled vibranium out of his dick like he's like, just like oh. <laughs> and also, he's gross to look at. He is dis like he is scary, intentionally so. Yeah. He goes to the barber and is like, "Give me the scariest haircut you can muster. <laughs> I want it to look like I have tentacles on my head." Like he is so. Oh. Barber's like, "Got it. I I know exactly what you're looking for." Oh. Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports, but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, so while Shuri heals Ross, because they bring... Oh, so then there's... Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, we've met Killmonger in this time, and I've completely skipped over it. We meet Killmonger because he goes to this uh he goes to this museum and like poisons yeah. this lady with his girlfriend yeah. but they... said the most but said the most most like realest shit though really steady watching me you steady watching me with your cameras and your security guard following you ain't checking what you put in your body yes he's the villain <laughs> but that's some real ass shit he said yeah yes real. he was speaking real truth and then when he said um then whenever he said like how did you get all these artifacts? Like, oh, I can't 
take the like how did you how did you get these artifacts yeah like, yeah these aren't for sale right I, you know what? People got them. Right. It's so weird because I also, every time I watch that little scene, I when he's like, hey, y'all, come over here. She needs help. That's not realistic at all. Like to me, hey, y'all, come on. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. First off, why are you standing there if you're not helping her? If you're not running away from the scene because there's danger, or if you're not helping her, why am I listening to you? Oh my God, somebody said that, <laughs> that a person needs help. Like that, that always bugged me. Every time I see it, I was like, that's not real. Okay. Also, he, there's two like security cards behind them, and he's yeah. not whispering when he says, like, I just poisoned you. <laughs> <laughs> are they playing I, video games like what's going on exactly and then the guy goes like come on mate it's time to go like <laughs> so apparently they were all listening to what he was saying to her and yeah. yet, but, but he said you ain't checking for what you put in your body he didn't say i poisoned you he said he, he told her i poisoned you without telling you i poisoned you yeah. ain't checking what you put but in your she body. also didn't say like oh my god i need help because yeah. i asked he was creating he was creating a distraction so they could kill everyone oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm aware of that also he was creating a distraction so that they could kill everyone also um uh wow i said i was not going to defend this man <laughs> he is sympathetic though the character is really like they do a great job of making him both scary but also being like very likable he's not wrong yeah not wrong he, he he has too much hatred in his heart. I was yeah. gonna say, he, yeah. he did That's kill his girlfriend immediately. Which, like, okay, let's just get, can we, can we get to that part? Because <laughs> I, I was talking, I was talking to them about this the other day. Like, I saw a tweet the other day that basically said, like, in a lot of movies that show a regular capitalist society like ours, a lot of times the villain or the person that's trying to like rob from the rich and give to the poor, you agree with because we live in a society that isn't free. Yeah. So then you as a writer then have to create like a make this main character this villain very violent to justify not rooting for him and i think that's very evident in killmonger because no one has an issue with what he wants to do we all agree with yeah. it but it's like well if we make him overly violent for no reason then we can't support him right mm -hmm. like if he doesn't kill his girlfriend or choke the, the tribal woman you know or just like start shooting at people for no reason then you're then you're like okay but he still has a point wrong? yeah and i just felt like i just feel like he wouldn't have treated his girlfriend disposable i mean i know he did have a rough life growing up but i just don't feel like he would have killed his girlfriend if he's that good of a warrior he would have just shot claw minus the girlfriend like you'd have that good of an aim yeah um but i understand them having to, they we had to hate him and he yeah. was very unhateable mm -hmm. and i you know and, and i still yeah to your point I forget how violent he is until I'm in the movie. Like when I leave, I think of like <clears throat> the philosophical questions, like the philosophical differences between Killmonger and Black Panther. And I'm like, he's a sympathetic villain. And then when you're watching him, like, oh yes, he does kill a lot of people. In and this. he does have <laughs> a lot of marks on his body from all his murders. This dude is he kills people. Yeah. Like and, and he lets you know what his number is. <laughs> He kills a lot of fucking people. Yeah. yeah. Ugh, but he's... he's a bad boy and we love the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> but Devin, I think you're spot on though. If you haven't seen the movie for a while, like it had been a while since I'd seen it, you know, before we get into this podcast. And then it's like, 
yeah, like to Jillian's point, oh yeah, he is an asshole. <laughs> he, he is a <laughs> fucked up dude. But when you when you think when you think back on the movie we haven't seen, while well, the thing that stands out to you like are the philosophical differences. Yeah. Those are the yeah. things that stand out to you. Speaking of, so then he he also kills Claw, takes Claw to Wakanda, um, and essentially holds court with all of the the uh, tribe leaders in Wakanda. Also at this time, T'Challa figures out like who this guy is and that he also figures out like the transgressions of his father that have been a secret for his whole life and is starting to realize like, okay, maybe the world that maybe my role in the world that I have come to know is maybe a little bit different than what has actually happened. And what a reality check. Cause it also reminds me of just remembering like, oh man, my parents aren't perfect. Like yeah. my parents has flaws. Like it was just, it was it it was it was definitely a moment where I felt like everybody was just like, damn, yeah, that that is there is there was a moment where I realized my parents are not the perfect yeah. people that we saw, you know. I can't remember. Does Tachaka know that Sterling has a son? Yes. Yeah. Oh. They left them. They knew, yeah. and they leave that they leave that poor boy in Oakland, knowing that his mom is in jail. Yep. Whenever, and this is uh, where I have an issue with Forrest Whitaker. Oh, no. because oh Forrest so, Whitaker no. was on my last nerve drink. Okay. Yes. Because if, yeah, because I don't know if you know this, Devin, but um, essentially Killmonger's mother's supposed to be to jail. And in the beginning of the movie, with it, when they're talking and they're like just talking about breaking someone out and then T'Chaka comes, they're breaking his mother out of jail. So, Yes, they kill his father and then they've left him in Oakland, an orphan, and go back to Wakanda mm -hmm. and just leave this kid to talk who then finds his father dead. Is fine. And when you, I mean, I get it. <laughs> I'm a little angry too. Yeah. Now, I would have a lifelong anger now, towards these would, too. Would, would my energy have went to trying to kill my uncle and not my cousin absolutely because i think yeah. that there's a little but he didn't know. ain't do nothing to he, but he didn't the child ain't know not do nothing to him yeah but kill the same age but killmonger didn't know the relation he also just assumed that it was the father or the uncle that's that's all he, he was just like yeah no i know there's no reason for him to, but he could have went no, after his said, uncle i saw the claw prints in his chest he knew who killed him he knew it. He said, I found my father with claw prints in his chest. So for me, I, I think his angry his anger is valid. I just feel like he should have had that smoke for his uncle before his uncle was killed. That's yes. what I just mean. What happened to I my feel, daddy? What happened to my daddy? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I just feel like you waited till the guy who killed your daddy died to come with all the smoke for your cousin. It also cousin, took him a long time to get to this point. Like you also have to remember, it was a process. He had to kill so many people in Afghanistan. Fine, and fine, 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 fine. Yeah. Also, like side note before we get too far from it, because you said that like T'Challa's understanding the story by now. I'm sorry, that was his sexiest moment in the movie for me when he said, "I am your king now." So very. <laughs> That's, I, I got a little trembling. When, when, yeah. yes. when he took that, yes. when he took his outfits off, I was like, let me see these uh, scars you done killed. Uh, how many people you, you know? Well, when Forrest Whitaker is like, I'm not going to tell you. I was like, on it's whose like, authority are you not going to yes. tell me? What are you I talking about? T'Chaka's dead. And like, when he just, like, you can just feel like, again, such an amazing actor. Tyler Bowles was just like, you feel it. And you, he says, I am your king now. Like, you just 
felt that shit. I also, I don't know if any of you relate to this. Because of their age, because like T'Challa's kind of around my age, it, when, as an adult, when adults who are in my family who are older than me think like, I'm still not ready to know, like, we're like, I'm still shielding you from the world. Bitch, I'm grown! Exactly! <laughs> Fuck off! What are you talking about? Well, I can't I know. I am the that. king of Wakanda. What are you talking about? You can't tell. Oh, my God. I, I had an issue with, uh, I will say, I had a, it was funny. I, I was, a, I had a laughing match. Every time I heard Zuri uh, say, like, the challenge i am i was just like all right forrest you gonna you leaning a little too hard all right bruh okay yeah uh, re-watching it this time i was like oh there there are a couple actors where i'm like i can hear your american accent coming in in the funniest place i mean yeah. mbaku this wasn't as natural as gorgeous as he is there were times where i was like oh that sounded like an ohio accent right there <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> Uh, so then he comes and then he challenges uh, T'Challa to the throne again because he has the right he has this ring yes. and also Daniel Kaluuya was also on I was so mad at him I was like you just met this guy outside with a dead body like but again these are people who are driven by anger yeah. because he says it in the council he says he killed my, my parents. parents he hurt me. these people are driven by nothing but anger and hatred and you see how it makes them act one track mind that's all yeah. he wanted to do he it, wanted it to kill claw and the uh, fact that he came through with claw like uh my brother i got what you need <laughs> i also um, love the phrase driven by anger <laughs> i'm like i'm gonna stay i'm gonna i would love to use it. i'm like oh miss you're yeah. driven by anger <laughs> <laughs> But Somebody I think that that's true because even like watching it back, I'm like, damn, like T'Challa really should have just been like, hey, bro, let's talk. Like he accepted the challenge and he didn't have to. Like, I get that he's prideful and he feels like you're coming into my fucking country. You're demanding things. But it's also like you just learned what this what your cousin went through. Yeah. I definitely thought there might be like I thought that I personally a scene that I would have liked to see that we didn't see was that uh killmonger was like in a jail cell or something in a cell waiting yeah. they have to put him somewhere right yeah. he's a vigilante yeah. and you know t'challa i think both t'challa and zuri should have had a conversation with him and specifically zuri zuri waited till till he's about to kill uh black panther he's like yeah. oh take it out on me like nigga you <laughs> left this baby you yeah. left this baby boy that was your probably godson that was probably your yeah. godson because yeah. he says uncle james to him yeah. right before he kills him yeah. and i also feel like t'challa would have been like yo i'm sorry for what my dad did but that's not me like let's <laughs> let's let's just talk for a second but t'challa has his pride too and he's like i accept your challenge no, no, I don't sir. think he was driven by pride. I don't think he was I, driven well, by pride. Well, why accept it? Everett Ross just told you. I think he was driven by, it's not, and this is not fair what happened to you. And as king, I have to give you that right. I have to do right by you because my so? father didn't do right by you. That's because I, I feel like he should have known when Everett Ross, when Everett Ross went through that list. That list. Yeah. No, he knew. He like, knew. The, and Baku almost beat his ass. He should have <laughs> known. He knew. He knew. <laughs> He knew it was coming. He knew it was coming, but I don't think it was bad. I think it the was. The way I would have, the way I would have sized up Killmonger and be like, "Can we talk? Can we talk first? They're gonna take away my Black Panther powers, yeah. and I gotta fight this dude." I always, I always had an issue with the fact that they have vibranium in the earth and the edge. Uh, why, why didn't they save Zuri? Like they could just use the herb. 
and vibranium to. I mean, Killmonger wasn't gonna allow that, probably. Oh, that, yeah. He was in the water, Dad. Yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, they save they save Everett, but they can't save Zuri. Demand us. That's, that's but the Everett answer. wasn't dead yet. He just wanted to go walk again. Oh, good point. Zuri right. was dead. Uh, yeah. I also love the idea of T'Challa or any superhero being like, he could take me. Oh, uh, look, why don't we journal about this for a couple of days and then come back? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's get a mediator. Like, like at least, yeah. Like, Ugh. I was watching again. I was thought like, he was Captain America for a second. So I was like, I could do this. I could do this. Okay. You can your ass beat. <laughs> 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 like, if you thought Mbaku was a. Also, by the way, Nakia is. Nakia is who you want in your life because the moment. She said, we got to we go. We got to get out of here. Mother, we got to go. <laughs> okay, yes, wait. Yes. She said, you got to get the fuck out of here. Because that was real life. That's yeah. what happened. We got to get right are, now. Right now. You're throwing this but also, you in that manner. Yes. Can we discuss, since we're talking about this fight, since we've moved to that part of the plot, this man threw him off the waterfall. Like, I was like, but he was like, I'm your king. I was like, yes, daddy. First of yeah. all, that was first. Second of all, I was like, th that was so intense. When he like lifted him and threw him, it was like, is this your king? I was like, oh my God, it was. <laughs> like that was such, and I felt like the beginning scene of Killmonger talking was a little cheesy. I kill guys in Iraq. <laughs> I was like, no one cares. <laughs> but when he was beating him up, he was like, is this your king? I was like, this is some great cinema. Yeah. Also, when he got those like cuts in, like right at the beginning of the fight, I was like, "Oh, this!" I remember being in the theater, like, "This doesn't look good." <laughs> like, I, I mean, you would assume that he would win. Like, you would assume that there's still an hour left of this movie. It can't be like T'Challa wins here and then yeah, he just yeah, you comes knew, back. like you knew, you knew it had but to. But even up. still. You knew he was gonna get fucked up though when he broke that spear and had it. Said, "I don't need this extra wood." That's when you knew when he <laughs> take it, he just kicks that shit in. That's just say, "Oh, not only you gonna lose, you gonna you you gonna get fucked up." Like that's how you knew how bad it was. Because going. you can be a good fighter, but crazy is crazy. Crazy, Ooh. like crazy can make up for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like have you ever seen a bar fight with someone who's crazy? Yeah. That's very different than a bar fight. Like broken bottles and, and shit. Like, oh, go back to like, okay, go back to Civil War. Like, like we we see T'Challa die. We see T'Challa like, oh my goodness, and how much it consumed him in that small amount of time. How much it consumed him, and that's and he only stopped because he had a father, you know, who taught him these things. But then you go to Killmonger, who lost everyone from this little 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 yeah. age. So he's had all this time to hate the yeah. fuck out of you. He been in the system. He been killing people for a living. He's around nothing yeah. more. And it's and it's and it's like, and to make matters worse, you have the most resources in the world. Like all yes. you had to yeah. do was just cam yes. even if you said, yo, bro, we're sorry about your dad, but here's like you had the means to like give me a good life. And mm -hmm. you know, nobody I'm sure they don't I'm get sorry. to this. Yeah, nobody yeah, said, nobody I'm, said sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm yeah. and we never, I mean, we see it at the end, but you have to imagine Killmonger gets the Wakanda. Like, I definitely think there could have been a moment of him being like, yo, it's even better than I fucking imagined. Like, this is bullshit. Like, y'all really been holding out. And yeah. for what? He has and you figure they killed her dad and they didn't even have to, they didn't have to kill the daddy. Nope. He, um, 
he has that line at the end where he says something about i forget where it is but he has a line where he essentially says like the world why should i give a shit about the world the world has never given a shit about me like every from his perspective like they and the world have ensured that his life is what it is so he has no qualms about killing everybody on that rock wall yeah. Like, yeah. Good, we're gonna send yeah. we're gonna send these when, weapons out to my T'Chaka, friends yeah when t'chaka was when um when t'chaka was like i had to omit what i wanted to omit i would have been like nigga you were right <laughs> he does he does he's like, he he right. the ancestral plane he says when he goes back the second yes, time yes. oh wait I, first I of been, all yeah Sorry, no, no continue. Go. I, I cut you off, like, Adrian. Daddy, you know you was bo- you was bogus as hell, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got the the ancestral plane is by far my favorite set of oh, scenes, but absolutely. the scene absolutely. this is from before, like from the moment I first saw the movie, the scene of Killmonger and the ancestral plane, in my opinion, is the most important scene of the movie because oh, I think it just sums up it sums up the relationship when he was like. And he says, like, my son, like, you know, what am I going to do? I brought you here and now we're here both lost. And I was just like, oh, I am sobbing. Oh, yeah. And then, like, now even more so, like, when Kill my, uh, not Kill my own Black Panther first go back and he's like, I don't know how to be. He's like, I don't, he's like, you know how to be king. He's like, it's not about being king. Like, yeah. I don't know how to be without you this yeah. time. I was like, BRB sobbing oh. between Chadwick being gone and his dad. I was like, I yeah. was not emotionally prepared especially after Insecure last night, but anyway. I was gonna say, I think this this next, uh, this last rewatch was definitely hard. Just trying to put everything together as far as like our real life and what's going on. The fact that Chadwick is no longer with us and the fact that he was going with those lines, I was just like, is it just me? Or did he foresee these, you know, this issue happening because it, 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 it it's so connected to what's going on in general to me you know what i'm saying so. Ev- everything about this movie plays different now yeah after chat i mean it's unbelievable and almost to your point in a way where it, it's so perfect it almost seems planned or it almost seems yeah. like i mean i'm sure it wasn't but it's so no, no, well, no. yeah oh so heartbreaking um so yeah he throws him over the waterfall and nikia is like we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> we gotta get out of here. Grab some of those beautiful. I love those. Um... She grabbed one of them bitches. She grabbed one. <laughs> she because she, she heard, grabbed cause she one. Heard Killmonger. She was like, "Oh, I can't do anymore. Let me go ahead. Let me get the hell out of here." She, let's not say something. She grabbed one of them bitches. She was like, I gotta get at least one of them doing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and then they they go to the Jabari tribe in the mountains and they go to M'Baku and they essentially say like, we need to do something. There is a crazy person at the helm. Um, <laughs> and white people don't talk here. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they start fucking barking around at that dude. That is funny. so funny. And I will say, <laughs> so we, we saw this movie in Seattle and um, first of all, there is, there's so many movies. It's like, just, you ne- you just realize like, oh, Hollywood never shits on us white people in movies. They never do it. <laughs> never, everyone. When she calls him a colonizer at the beginning, so fu- everything about it. And when he comes in, he just starts barking at him. <laughs> the funniest, so funny. 
I, they go. Oh, yeah, I thought it was oh. so. I thought it was so hysterical that he was like, "I will feed y'all to my to my children." He's like, "We're vegetarians. Like, <laughs> please believe we we love our bodies. We would never." Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, like. Something that I didn't recognize, and only because you said colonizers, I thought of a Shuri, and I, something I didn't recognize till the second time I watched it, was that, oh, you brought me another broken white boy. And obviously oh, you, you figured that out in the Easter egg. Yes. But then when you, but I, didn't, I didn't put it together until I saw it the second time, and I was like, oh, that shit's so funny. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, you gotta listen to literally every word in this movie. Yeah. You gotta watch it four, five times to get everything. So then they go to M'Baku, and M'Baku essentially like, First of all, leads him on for a long time before he's like, mm, okay, he's alive. <laughs> he's in a snowpad. He's alive. Follow me. Um, they, and this part, I, okay, spoiler alert. I did take two gummies before I watched this movie and I got up to make chicken nuggets. So I forget how they, like, after they find out that he's alive, how they get him the, like, the Black Panther uh, powers again in the suit. Oh, so remember, so Nakia took the, the heart-shaped herb and then his mother made it right there. She knows how to oh, make it. They, they so put they, it in now. Yeah, and then remember, Shree made two. Kim, he didn't want the one that was too flashy and that's the one that Killmonger has now. And yeah. she stole back, but she not stole, but hid the other one. Yeah. She grabbed her foot and left and she had the more understated one that he liked to wear. By the way, if Killmonger destroyed all those flowers, what are we going to do in Black Panther 2? Well, you know... Uh, Shuri's anti-vax anyway, so she probably wouldn't take the flowers. Oh, whoa! I, is I, this I gonna ruin coming. this franchise? Is she no, gonna I, ruin this franchise? She is, and that. I feel so bad she, she because she's stuck in London right now. Isn't she's stuck she? in London because of her vax. Yeah. So the last report I read was she got like injured in the actual Boston or wherever she did, they were filming. She did get injured, yeah. and I don't know how bad the injury was, but it she went back to London for treatment, and now they've created new rules that say in order to travel to the United States, you have to be vaccinated, and she's not. So she can't necessarily read, get back into the country right now. I have also read that essentially the entire movie is done filming with the exception of her parts. Yeah. So, like, what? And she's so good in this. Like, I don't I have so want many mixed and, feelings. You know, I have a lot of mixed feelings too. I get it. She's very religious, but I don't want to pray to a god that makes me fuck up my Marvel bag. I'm gonna say that one, two. One. <laughs> I mean, and I two, yeah. how do you I just I feel so bad for Ryan because he is the person that has to keep writing this. Like to yeah. know that Ryan wrote a whole film and it was done with it, and essentially Chadwick passed. Like when mm. he wrote that letter and was like, you know, I spent the last year working on a film that the world just wasn't supposed to see. It broke me. We're creatives. Oh, I know, I, you yeah. know, we put our soul. Listen, I'll be putting my soul into a sketch and if the director tells me it's not going in, <laughs> I'll be ready to flip a table. So a movie. So yeah. I can't imagine now you went back, you rewrite this fucking movie. You get it. You're like, we're gonna make Sherry Black Panther. We've got it together. This is sad. We're on set. We miss Chadwick every day. And this bitch is spewing anti-vax things on my set. It's wild. And also, there's so much pressure on him because of Chadwick. Yeah. Also, because of the movie in general. Yeah. You know, it's mm -hmm. gonna be like looked at every. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope it's not because we all have to know that whatever film we see, it's not the film that he. It's not the exactly. one he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. And but and like, then. Whenever she, when they pass that new law about like to come back into America, you need to be vaccinated. Yeah. Twitter was ruthless. They were like, I didn't see one person say, 
I saw everybody was like, just recast her. Like, just <laughs> recast. Which, part of me, I, I have mixed feelings about it. Because one, I'm like, if Chris Pratt can stay in the MCU, then Letitia can stay in the MCU. You know what I mean? Hello. Hello. Um, yes. But on the other hand, yes. I'm like, these people shouldn't have to, like, you have to be vaccinated to work on a set like that. It's going to... It's yes. going to destroy the whole production. They've already pushed the whole movie. Yeah. And so even if the thing is like, even if you want to, even if say they're like, okay, we're just going to get rid of Letitia. We're going to make it M'Baku, Okoye, Nakia. I mean, I think there's a world where Kim, Killmonger's on ice somewhere and they're waiting to set that up. I don't think it'd be in this film on account of Michael B. Jordan's other filming schedules because he was directing Creed because I used to stalk him. Um, that's not funny. I never stalked <laughs> but him. But you've moved on. You, you yeah, 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 yeah. Niggas get girlfriends every day. So, um, but you know, like, but now you have to rewrite it and refilm because you've, uh, you've because I've heard that, that they're also like making plans to have someone else be, I I don't know. I and and but thing is, she she killed that role so much. You can't just recast that character. Exactly. You have to just remove that because she yeah. killed that role. The girl yeah. is crazy as she is. She's talented. She's so good. She killed that role. And, and yeah, you, you can't recast her. You have also, to remove that character. And also, the fact that she is so anti-vax, but she's still so likable on camera. She's talented as hell. Like yeah. normally, it's like people who are likable in real life are also likable on camera. But to be somebody who is like, no, 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 I'm, I've been walking around telling people not to take their medicine and stuff. Like, like yeah. we were real, they fucking feel like you over like here playing a tech. You you playing a tech tech mogul genius that believes in science. You was acting. <laughs> God damn. You I was literally acting your ass. <laughs> I know, I know, we're going. I'm aggressive. I'm so sorry. I couldn't. You were like, she takes it. I'm like. Well, and we know Shuri wouldn't be. She said it wasn't had magic, to. it was science. I say, bitch, if you don't go back and reread your line, <laughs> like listen to what you said. Oh. Uh, uh, so anyway, so we get to the end and we have this final scene where it's like essentially um, Killmonger is about to send like a ton of resources mm. out to the world, all these weapons and stuff. They stop because the challenge is technically not over because T'Challa has, has lived. Um, and I never yielded. Yeah. Which, honestly, as you can see, I am not dead. What's up? All that challenge shit is over with. Favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I'm like, so y'all can hear each other from now far? I doubt it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> saying, they cut nah, to a scene nah. where it like it's a wide shot of him way in the distance. Like, what yeah. is he saying? <laughs> huh? <laughs> There's a great moment where it is uh, the Dormelage versus uh, a. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character, and she yeah. say, and Okoye is like, "What no. are you gonna do?" Yeah, and Daniel turns. It is, yeah. <sighs> anyway, I it... yeah I, after watching this scene, I'm like, "Damn, this is black on black crime <laughs> right here." We are turning on ourselves. I remember reading think pieces when this first came out and they were like why did they have to fuck up Wakanda why couldn't they and I'm just like uh, all right guys. I mean in his defense I mean we all felt like Killmonger had valid points so I'm like sure maybe in that moment he was like well yeah we have all of these resources yeah. and like what are we doing here I mean who knows they have this great battle scene it's wonderful there's so much going on is there anything from the battle scene you want to focus on because it's just a lot of fighting. You talking about the one between? Um, oh yeah, but I got the you, whole the thing. The like there's, there yeah, Shuri's fighting, Akia's fighting, Okoye's fighting. 
Killmonger. We'll and... say that like that moment of like him, you know, him the suit coming on Michael B. Jordan. You're like, yes, because you're like, there's two Black Panthers, but it's also again another showing, right? Like, you know, the Wakandans are finding the fighting, like the Border Tribe and the Dormilaj are fighting, but they're not really killing each other. But like yeah. Killmonger. He, mm-hmm. he he has to, he starts killing them, which is like, this is your, like, these are your these warriors, are your people, bro. Yeah. These are your people, you know? Um, your brethren that you decide <laughs> that you would like to, because of what you you have thought in your head, this is what I want to do. I'm going to start killing my own people, which, yeah. like, like, can we just, what happened to yeah. debates? Remember debating? Like, like you went to school with these people. Off? Like, why do we yeah. have to? This is someone without a tactical plan. He's just like, yeah, yeah weapons, send them. You know, he he don't have no type of like he ain't made. He waited no this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been planning this. We got people all over. Where's all over? And who are these people? <laughs> you just sending most shit to the hood. You ain't got no yeah, plan. I, yeah, I, you know what yeah. I mean. I didn't you ain't got no all the people I know in the channel. armies. All the people I in the armies aren't black like you. So who are these people all over the right. world? Exactly. Who you sending them to? He gonna send them to um, the church on Friday night. Okay. And I agree with AB <laughs> that I think that they're. I think the Killmonger and Black Panther battle scene could have been. Um, a little better. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You just yeah. see what how beautiful those those tribal fights were, and you yeah. were like, okay, yeah. once we get into this realm, like it it, it didn't yeah. didn't get yeah. that because also the tribal fights had so many cool weapons. The way they're like, yeah, everything was cool. The blankets, the spears, oh, mm-hmm. so the, the, the whole in. atmosphere, the core, the fight choreography, the this yeah. everything, the energy of it. The way that Dormelage almost took down Killmonger. Yeah. Just, I was like, oh, these girls are so And cool. it, it was CG heavy for sure, where I was just like, all right, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the back. MCU. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's pull back. Half just, the movie is a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, let's pull, let's pull back just a little bit. Can we get some real combat going on? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even use stuntmen anymore because everything is a cartoon. I mean, you I, you just look at the other movies in MCU that have such beautiful, like Winter Soldier is one of my favorites and the fight choreography in that movie is astonishing. It's, it is it's, unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. And so you're like, yo, like whatever you do next time, you you know you can make a better fight scene. Get that, that. person. Like, like, yeah, get that person. You have him on the payroll, shit. just call him. Get that person, up oh. that shit. Again, the tribals, the tribal fighting, the, the, the ceremonial tri- uh, fighting, gorgeous it was just that 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 last fight i was like yeah. uh no thank you yeah and then that brings us to the end of the movie i mean t'challa wins he kills killmonger but because he is i mean t'challa is wonderful you can't help but love him he yes. takes him to like the most beautiful place on earth to let him die with the sunset yeah he even offers to save his life mm-hmm. and then you get that like Iconic line. I don't. Ooh, I don't. I know. I don't like that line. But that's. that's you don't like that line. Why don't you I like think that it's line? okay. I think it's an okay line. But I think people hyped it up in a way that I feel like negates the the value of the people that the chose to yeah. that, that, that to did stay. not jump and became slaves and still like resisted and yeah. brought us freedom and 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 continued if every single slave on a slave ship would have jumped in the ocean we the no people us. would not exist so i just felt like i felt like the line 
was important and I'm glad it was said, but I hated the way it was like, yeah, death is better than bonded. And I feel like it negated. I don't know. I feel like people talk about slaves wild sometimes. Like I'm not my ancestors, bitch. You cannot survive. Like you can't survive when Chipotle is out of guac. Like, please do not come for these people who were literally in like, on on yeah. Selma and Selma getting water hose like like how dare you it upsets me <laughs> I agree with you on like people hyping that line and, and and to the point where they say like yeah that's right I agree with you did it it because you don't agree I agree yeah. totally hardly on now that. I think that was a great last line for that character yeah. and that yes. warrior that right. was his I, I iconic think, last yeah. line. Same, I think that's same, where, same that's where I was saying yeah I'm more it's a, along yeah. that line yeah for sure I agree I think it was I think it was important and I think it summed up mm-hmm. I think it summed up his who he, character, who he was yeah and yeah. I think you're supposed to understand that basically him living in the United States was him living in a cage his whole life right yes. like it comes to Wakanda where he could have been free yes. so I also understand it like you're gonna lock me up like I've been locked up my whole life like just let like let this is freedom for me so I get that yeah I just it, have felt it, like people like took it fucking Jamie Foxx had Michael B. Jordan saying it on the BET Awards and I was like we gotta stop <laughs> we gotta stop <laughs> But it, it needed to happen in order for T'Challa to understand, like, I now, yeah, we, I have to change and be that, that person, yeah. that king, that that didn't look away and shy away from helping other uh, my people. Like they're still my people. This is a unity, so I'm gonna take and push forward and and do better. You know yeah. what I mean? Fast forward yeah. to Infinity Wars and Okoye is like, this what you this what the fuck you meant when you said open up our border? <laughs> Okay, I regularly, I truly regularly think about the fact that the moment T'Challa started fraternizing with white people <laughs> is the moment that everything, everything went downhill. Yeah. Like, in fit, like I watched, I remember that was the first thing I said in Infinity War. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, I know they're not fucking up Wakanda. And I understand that they made the movie side by side, and Marvel had no idea how big Black Panther was and how much of a chokehold. But I was like, like well maybe a stone is gonna be here if a stone is in wakanda it makes sense no they brought the stuff so i am still upset i'm like we didn't ask for this and we i did will not ask for- also like the idea what people particularly white people we are so awful don't invite us anywhere leave us <laughs> the fuck out <laughs> Like we have bad track records. Like don't believe that my Angela, like believe people when they show you who they are the first time or whatever. I'm like, we have shown you, like leave these. Wakanda is like, the reason Wakanda is so wonderful is because they have literally said like, no new friends. (laughs) Leave it. Mm-hmm. But he and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I know we're going to another movie, we're still talking about Wakanda. Correct me if I'm wrong, the, I feel like the only saving grace, because I haven't seen Infinity Wars in a while, is that that fighting is is like in the farmland. Yes, they're ruining the land of Wakanda, but it isn't in the city with the people. Right. Correct? Yeah. No. Like, it, it's, 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 it's where the, the warriors who want to fight Originally, come out to yeah. fight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And also, and we, and, yeah. And we know they would have got snapped anyway, but it's the principle. It is. It is. Yeah. Don't like this. Is not what we meant. We, you know, like she said, yeah. what she said, Starbucks or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Olympics. She's like, 
yeah. <laughs> uh, so then to ch- the movie ends with T'Challa essentially there's a two there's two end credit scenes. One yeah. is um Winter Soldier oh, UN, being right? re- rehabilitated. Yeah. That's one the is- Easter egg one. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But the UN is really where the movie ends. Where they go to the UN yeah. and they essentially say <clears> like uh we haven't really told you guys but we're better than everybody in this room. So also, now can we're we gonna talk about the scarf that's tied on his suit. It's just he looks stunning. He's so Ruth Carter. God yeah. damn. I I will say, like, I felt like after the like Black Panther movie, we've been seeing way more like freedom, especially for men to like really like accentuate and just really sit in that love of like pride of what wherever they are like that was a new thing for me where i was just like oh damn okay let's go yeah between this movie and also uh i feel like when billy porter wore a dress on the red carpet oh yeah immediately Mm -hmm. every man in hollywood is like well let me see the dresses (laughs) Right. <laughs> like, is there any skirts in there that look right. what can really? I do yeah. Uh. yeah and then that brings us to the end of the movie we do have some final questions which are going to be wild oh, let's start with they're going to be wild because look, just wait till you see uh, first and foremost <laughs> I'd like to get like on a, comparing this movie to other movies not MCU movies but movies in general on a scale of 1 to 10 what do each of you give this movie I give this movie a 10 because this is probably, I've I've watched, this is probably one of my most watched movies in my life. And that's saying something considering I saw it when I was 27. Yeah. And I watched it so much. And I, I, I will say, I like watching it now. I was like, oh, wow. Like I was so captivated by it, but I feel like for its time and for what it did for me and just for movies, I give it a 10. You know, I think as time goes on, I don't hold the same affinity I had for it just because I I watched it so much almost. (laughs) But I think when you talk about a plot, when you talk about cast, when you talk about costumes, when you talk about visual score, like everything, it gets tens across the board, in my opinion. I I would say for the question you're asking, one to 10, I give it a 10. If the question is, what are your top five? It's not number one, right? But it's still a 10. It's yeah. still like, it's an amazing, amazing piece of artwork that is visually stunning, that is written beautifully, um, that created an entire world. I think that's mm-hmm. a big thing. He didn't have some place to start from, you know? Like he said, let me build you this entire beautiful world from scratch and let's see what we come up with. Um, so for the question you're asking, yes, definitely a 10. Um, I would give it, uh, I would give it, uh, eight and a half, nine, be only because first of all, it definitely activated, uh, my urge to watch more MCU. Um, again, I've seen Iron Man, loved it. Um, but I would say this encouraged me to to really delve into the MCU realm, the world and whatnot. And I love the fact that it related so much to uh, the experience, the black experience, even though it's not 
technically a black experience. It's part of a comic world, but it just related to us so much. And only reason why I'm giving it an eight and a half and nine is because there were moments where I was just like, hey, my man, why are we watching <laughs> black? Like, it, it was very small, minuscule issues where I was just like, I don't want to see black people fight each other like it was really small they was in africa really... adrian i'm aware i'm, I'm aware. just messing with you i'm just messing with no, you i'm aware like i also yeah. have to i also have to remind myself like this is in a different world realm in a different universe but at the same time i just don't like people in general combating with each other uh just being combative and and, and whatnot but yeah i i wholeheartedly agree with the two other ladies for sure um and it it definitely changed the visual visualization and cinematography of what we can do as a whole and i really enjoyed it but that that's the only reason why i'm giving it just yeah (laughs) it's okay this is a safe space thank you this was the first movie where I I paid attention to costume, where I said, oh, wow, costume was a character in mm-hmm. this movie. You know what yeah. I mean? To yeah. wardrobe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would now, I'm good. The, obviously, 10 out of 10. I do think this is a perfect film. I love yeah. this movie. Yeah. Um, I also think, and this is, I mean, it's a good thing, but I don't think kids who are, Kids who have maybe not graduated high school before this movie came out don't realize, like, how much Hollywood would not invest in black blockbusters because they always said there was no audience for them. And this is really, like, a cultural movement of, like, the world realizing, oh, there is global storytelling that could feature black characters of people. It's just that we haven't invested in it. Uh, And this is absolutely hands on a 10 out of 10. There is a running bit on this podcast because a lot of these movies are pretty bad. Um, they're not pretty bad, but they're not great. And I've been giving everybody a 10 out of 10 as a bit. But this is an actual 10 out of 10. Like, <laughs> I love this movie. I listen to the soundtrack all the time at work. Um, or, like, the score. Um, yeah, score is really good, too. The score is so it's, it's I mean, so Ludwig, good. I talk about these people like I know them because I... Yeah. But Ludwig did such a phenomenal job on the score. Like, Ugh. he, I mean... You know, he earned that Oscar. Ruth Carter earned that Oscar. Hannah, who did the production design, earned that Oscar. Like, so they all, I mean, Ryan earned an Oscar that they didn't give him, but yeah. that's besides the point. Um, but like, like, like you said, like, every department, every department did their job. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the next question we like to ask is, um, we have three more questions. One, we like to. I pulled up Rotten Tomatoes on a scale of one to one hundred. What do we think critics gave this movie, and then what do we think audiences gave this movie? Good question. Because mm-hmm. I did not look that up. Yeah, I did. Does it change it. over time, or? Yes and no. I mean, like okay. most people get their voting in like right when the movie comes out, so then it kind of stays yeah. there. But anybody can technically vote. Like I was looking into some of the the crit I, or the okay. audience votes. And there was like one from two days ago, and I was like, "You're I think, late to the party." I think audience, the audience, uh, rated Black Panther higher than the critics, and but I also still think the critics also gave it rave reviews as well. So if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say like critics gave it eighty, and 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 audience was like. 
Yeah, fuck that. That was a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, yeah, I feel. Oh, sorry. Oh no, go ahead, Jillian. Um, <laughs> so kind. Um, I going back to that that last fight scene. I think that took it down, especially for critics. Um, but I still, I agree with Brandon Bergen that I think that they still rated it high. And so I would say maybe the critics probably did it like a 89 or 90 probably. Yeah. Um, because that last fight scene really left something to be desired. And I would say audiences probably hit it with the 92, 93 is what I would right. say. Jillian? I'm going to say the critics gave it a 91% and the audience gave it 98. I'm just making up numbers. All right. I actually like the audience gave it a hundred, but I'm gonna say ninety-eight because I don't know if anything's been certified fresh or whatever the fuck they say. Critics gave this movie a ninety-six percent. Wow! Wow! And this makes me upset. Audiences gave this an eighty percent. What? Like what the fuck? Are you serious? Yes. It must have been a group of white people just doing F. F yeah, it has, has to be. Just like Ant Man got, got like an eighty-two. Oh, yeah. oh no! Yeah, you know what this was. Yeah, we didn't do enough. We didn't do enough reviews of it. We didn't do um, Also, my last two questions, and these are more fun. Um, one, and this is ridiculous. This is a question we ask for every movie that we started when we were doing Disney movies. Who in this movie could be replaced with Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito? <laughs> Which in most movies is not that difficult. <laughs> this one, it's like. Okay, I guess I'll go first. It's gonna have to be Claw as Danny DeVito. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and yes. Rosie O'Donnell as the agent that they save his life and then flies a plane. Yes. I think you're spot on. I think I who else is it gonna on. be? Yeah. <laughs> I think you're yes to definitely to Danny DeVito as Claw. He's so like if you watch him in Always Sunny, hell yeah, he'll pull a vibranium stick out of his Yeah. Head. Yeah. Danny DeVito would totally do that. But I um, would, yeah, I think, but I think it would be fun to see Rosie Beeclaw. Like that would be, that would be pretty funny. <laughs> Her hand shoots cush balls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it's spot on. I'm not, yeah, I, I right? agree with you. That's who it is. Oh. Uh, I have a different take. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's okay if we replace a color, a person of color. You was about I'm to not say making that decision. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what, Adrian Bradyberg, because I got called it recently, I was. Uh, it's in my head still. Um, I think that the Korean woman that lets them in to the oh. casino underground, mm. but it could be Rosie O'Donnell talking to Nakia like, you ain't nothing but trouble. I'm not letting you. Hell she's yeah. Like, oh, and she's like, okay, girl, come on back. <laughs> that is 100% oh, yeah. Rosie O'Donnell. And now, also could be Danny DeVito. <laughs> Yes. And Danny DeVito, I'm going to replace with the girl at the museum that's like, this one here is from, that's, this isn't from Wakanda. And he's like, so you're going to have to leave. He's like, you didn't check. I'm going to replace the, um, the, uh, the, yeah. Uh, with Danny DeVito. Although Those are great choices, But I definitely think Rosie O'Donnell would be like, I ain't let you in this club. The last time you came here, you were a troublemaker. <laughs> <laughs> And then final question, and this can be genderless, but who has hot dad energy in this movie? I'll go yeah. first. Ooh. Hot dad energy. I'll go first to give you some time to think. M'Baku is so hot 
I don't know why. I just think he's hot. Hot. He kind of has like, yeah, something about like his confidence, even though he kind of loses in that in that fight. And also like, I just love him. I can I have a tie? Sure. What do we care? Okay. Well, I actually I'm gonna give. I was gonna say Sterling K. Brown, but I actually don't. I think that young Tashaka is a lot more attractive than we talk about. Yeah. Like yeah. his the young Tashaka that comes and and is like the younger version of the king. Mm-hmm. He kind of fine. Especially because yeah. James would never find. Like he's fine, and he's he always like find. he's always like lined up, and his skin mm-hmm. is really smooth. Um, and I don't know if you all know this, but a fun fact: the the actor who plays the older T'Chaka and the actor who plays the younger T'Chaka are actually father and son in real life. What the? They look alike. They look alike. Yes. However, Sterling K. Brown can also leave. Someone else can take that because watch out. I'm thinking about it, and the first thing that came to mind was literally was the head of the gentleman with the the huge ring in his lip oh yeah Yeah. i was like so he just not gonna say nothing he just gonna look intensely at everybody like he just gonna make you wet with a glance because you cute cute with it and then at the same time like i always feel like daniel kalua always gave me like really fine dad vibe like just all day he yeah he's He's someone, you want to talk about someone that's funny in interviews? <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen. Daniel Kaluuya got me with my legs open. Okay. <laughs> I, Randy Berg, I think that's a great choice. Yeah. Thank you. I I, I will, I don't, you know what, because it's, it's, it's that word. It's hot dad energy. So that's what makes me not pick him Baku. Because it's the dad part of it, and that is 100% Sterling K. Brown. Okay. That is 100% hot dad energy. Because he was just trying to save his people and look mm-hmm. fine all at the same time. You know? You know who else I throw in there? Okoye <laughs> has hot dad energy. She's so protective. She's so mm-hmm. for, and she's just like, whenever he. Uh... She's so stunning in this movie. Oh, she's... she's so stunning in this movie. And you know where she all gives. The time. You know where she gives hot dad energy? She gives it in that scene where they're about to go in and interrogate Claw, and she's having none of that guy's bullshit. It's like when she's like speaking, she's like, "I'll impale him in this desk." Like talking right to him, I was like, "That is." Does hot. she speak English when she wants to? Oh, she is so. Yes. That's a lie. Oh, Americans, get out of here. When she wants to, bitch, I like I'm not right here. <laughs> uh, well, thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Oh my goodness. And then we will catch you next time. Thank you. Such a fun time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is the Trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast 